0: Good afternoon, I'm Dan Parsons, Folk and Traditional Arts Coordinator at the Ward Museum, Wildfowl Art, mm-hmm. and uh, welcome to another edition of Delmarva Cooks. Today we feature uh, Mr. Newell Quinton from San Domingo. He's going to be performing, or performing, yes. preparing homemade scrapple. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a little video of him where I went to his house this weekend and he killed a hog. It was family, it was a group of people, mm-hmm. and... Um, But before we watch the video, I'd like to introduce Mm -hmm. Mr. Quinton. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, Well, I'm originally from San Domingo. I was educated here in Wacom County. attended Salisbury High School. And um, then I went on to Morgan State uh, University. I worked for 35 years federal service. Retired in 2002 and returned home. And I'm returning home and working mostly in the community. And trying to uh, continue some of the traditions that we had in our family and the community. And of course, one of those was to uh, annual Thanksgiving and haul killing. And associated with the haul killing, of course, is the making of homemade sausage and scramble. And that's one of the things that we will try to do today. And um, as my nephew over here, Mr. David Hackett, is uh, continuing to prepare. Um, uh, many of the components is the liquor and the ground beef that we save from our um, Saturday hog killing so that we can demonstrate it today. I guess we want to do the video first? Yeah, would you or like
0: to sit up here and just narrate sure, as we go through? Sure, sure we can
1: do that. And I don't know if, if um, for us um, it's a traditional experience to raise hog and butcher them to save the uh, for our family needs, but we can go through the video and I uh, will try to describe t- to you what's occurring along the way. And your mother's here as well. Oh yes, let me introduce my family. My mother is uh, sitting right here, Miss Mary Quinton, my sister Alma Hackett, my wife Tanya Quinton, and um, and of course my nephew, David Hackett. She so. to have a, kill a home Oh yes, <laughs> yes. so. Uh, Well, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. My mother has done all these things for most of her life and truly has taught me how to make the scrapple and sausage and uh, take out different uh, components of the hog and how to preserve it. So uh, it was good to have her with me because I know that she can do this in a heartbeat. (laughs) Where would be is going to be, I have to think about it. But let's look at the video and we'll see where we go. Um, as I said, this was done on Saturday. We had, my um, brother was butchering a hog, and then um, my cousin and I uh, were preparing a scrapple from a hog that we had killed on the previous Friday. Uh, okay, what's, uh, what's occurring here? We really are, uh, we're sort of saving some work here because typically, uh, when I was at home with my father killing the hog, we would have never used a tractor. We'd be, we would have done this physical labor with uh, just pulling the hog out of the pen and uh, scalling it in a drum in the ground. And In this case, we're using a tractor to save us some labor to lower the hog in a scalling tank. Now, in this, what's happening here, the men are actually, uh, the hog has been scalled And we're removing the hair, and this is the scraping part. So um, we have to completely remove all the hair. Uh, The water needs to be uh, 180 to 200 degrees. And if the water is too hot, that's not good, because you could actually burn the meat. Or what um, the older people would say, the hair sets, and it still won't come off. So it's very important to have the water at the right temperature. Now what's occurring here is something else that our Parents never would have done. Uh, This current generation is using a torch to singe off any hair that we did not uh, remove on scraping. Uh, My cousin here, Mr. Benjamin Brown, is now uh, dissecting the hog, taking out the the entrails. And um, it's really not very difficult to do. Uh, It's you know once you're familiar with it, it's um, the hog is being held up, of course here by the tractor. uh, We would have put before we would have put the hog on a tripod and he would still been hanging up like this. Uh, This string here is used to tie off the intestine. So when the um, entrails are taken out, the waste will not uh, come out inside the hog. So we simply use a piece of twine to tie off the intestines as we pull the uh, entrails out. And as you see, they're pulling out the entrails now. Uh, many people still clean the, uh, the guts or the entrails and use them as chitlins. Um, I think yesterday when we killed this hog, um, one of our cousins who was really helping us did save the entrails, and his family cleaned them to uh, prepare chitlins. Uh, what's happening here, the entrails have been removed. Uh, we're cl- Well, you can see a picture of the entrails. We're going to take off the organs. They're removing the head at this point. Uh, You have to cut the backbone with either with a hatchet or saw. Uh, The hog head is very important for scrappling because that's the main meat that goes into the scrapple. We're cleaning it here, washing off the blood, and it will be separated into. At least four components, we um, take off the jaw, take out the tongue, uh, continue to clean it and wash it. Uh, we're, we're lowering the hog nails for, uh, so it actually can be uh, butchered. That's just putting it on a table that's supported by um, uh, just some sawhorses. And here we're splitting off the backbone so it will actually open up. And you cut off the backbone. Here we're cutting along the backbone. And you see the spare ribs of the hog there. And okay, this is separating the hog head. I'm actually taking out the the tongue because we will cut the, clean the hog head, the jaw, into smaller parts so we can uh, cook it after the head is clean and cooked and it's ground up into uh to make the scrapple. I think some of the youth that were there wanted to see the brains. So I was showing them the where the brains were and the um there's a sack in covered by bone where the brain sets. So I was showing them that part. What's occurring here they're still taking uh it looks like we're taking out uh some of the portions of the hog the um, sirloin is being separated. The hams from the midlands, and the shoulder. The midlands is where the bacon comes from, and uh, we just took off the ham. I've uh, this stuff all my life. now, gentleman here is just keeping the far hot. As you always have to have warm water. That's my mother adding in the hog head into the the pots. We always use cast iron pots for making scramble. As well as um, we used to, we still use those to make lard, which is the hog fat. I I and this is the hog head and the organs. They are being cooked. Heads and it's actually uh, putting the meat components in there. Just like they're covered with water, and, and they're cooked uh, until it's all very tender. Heads all together. And the liquor is what I had here in the pot hands hands when we came shoulders. in uh, to use to make in a scramble. But many of the trimmings from the bones is also in this pot that's being cooked. And we actually cook it until the meat comes off the bone. So it could take probably an hour or so, or if not longer, for it to cook completely. There is some skin that's in the pot um, that gets ground up as well. So you have the hog head, the organs, some skin. Um, All of that goes into the scrapple. Yep, you were going
0: to
1: answer me. Yes, he's adding some salt, um, which is we will add more salt when we taste the liquor after we take the meat out. But um, uh, the salt actually takes it it removes the taste of freshness to me. But there's um, you you add salt as you're cooking it, and we'll probably add some salt here to see to see what it tastes like. But again, it's continually cooked and stirred until uh, the meat comes from the bone. Of course, uh, this is Keith Brown. He's trying to sample a piece <laughs> to see if it's cooked.
0: How long does the whole process take?
1: Well, after this, after the hog is butchered and put the components in this cast iron pots. Uh, I would say maybe <coughs> an hour and a half, but you, you know. Now, my cousins and I are nowhere near as efficient as yeah, my mother's generation we we'll was or is in butchering a hog. Because w- when I was a youth, this process would been, from start to finish, they would have been finished by noon, by midday, and we were late into the afternoon doing this process. But what's occurring now? He's separating the cooked meat out of the pot, and he's going to grind it up. That will actually uh, provide the meat for the scrapple. And remember, the liquor from the pot is also saved because that's what uh, we will return the ground meat to that liquor to make the scrapple. But you can see all those uh, pieces of the hog that were cooked. uh, They're getting ready to grind it up now. They pull the meat off the bone and grind it. Yeah, traditionally we would start the process early in the morning, um, probably at daybreak. When I was a youth, and uh, by noon, uh, complete, it would be done. I mean, to include making scramble, a large uh, dissecting the pig, the whole process. But uh, we're just nowhere near as efficient <laughs> as, as our parents was. Yeah, you can see them actually grinding their meat now.
0: And that's an electric grinder. Yes. Well,
1: we at one point we had a hand grinder at home, Sweet and broccoli. again um, we would turn the grinder while my mother would have added the cooked meat to make the scrapple. It's very important. I mean, um, it was not a casual thing because the scrapple, as well as sausage, is really what we were going to eat that winter. So, um, yeah, we had a hand a hand crank a hand grinder. Uh, what they're doing here is returning the ground meat back to that cast iron pot with the liquor that will really start making the scramble, no, And that's really the same thing that we have on the stove right now. That pot, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh, Gee, it's about, that pot is about 30 inches in diameter and it's about 18 <laughs> inches deep. It's a large pot. The one next to it is not quite that large. The one next to it is about two foot in diameter, and um, we use a wooden paddle that my mother has had for several years. Really, the paddle is older than I am. Um, that we use to steer that pot of scramble.
0: Uh, we're.
1: Well, he's adding red pepper, sage, and Old Bay seasoning, and the. Ideal is a season to taste. And here she's adding flour and meal. She has a mixture of uh, flour, equal components of flour and meal that's added for thickening. And we'll do the same this afternoon. You steer it to avoid uh, the flour lumping. And it's constantly steered while the meal and cornmeal is added. And this is very important, and uh, this is something that uh, my mother will say you cook it until the scrapple leaves the pot. If you notice clearly, uh, there's, a, there's some fat around, or uh, grease around the edge of the pot, but the scrapple itself was sort of floating on that, and that's what she says, you cook it until it leaves the side of the pot. Here it's being poured out, and it's poured out into these aluminum pans to cool, and it actually gels. Um, See,
0: how would you preserve that?
1: Well, well we we actually put it in the freezer. My cousin and I my nephew, I'm sorry, we'll we'll do the same thing now. And if we uh
0: Oh yes. Oh it's ready.
1: Yes, and he says it's ready and we will Yes, we'll taste it and see what we need here. And again, the key thing is just uh, salt to taste. Here's, where's that spoon? Here, we just put a little bit in here. here we just put a little bit in here. And yeah, hmm, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it? Come on, come on We're going to do that but I'm looking for this. The first thing we want to do is make sure we get enough salt. We, we don't want it to be too salty. Hmm? What's in the pot? This is the, the liquor from the day we cooked it and the ground, ground meat. We saved some of the meat in so the we lungs. could do it today. The first thing we always want to do is make sure we had enough salt and if you recall when he was cooking it he added salt to the meat while it was being cooked and uh, that's the first thing we try to do here. Okay, so we don't want to put too much salt in it. Maybe you shouldn't. What do you think? tastes okay to you? It, it tastes Taste it Okay, we not doing it salt. Yes, and then we'll thicken it, right? It's ready to thicken. We need, we're need. we going to add some pepper and sage and whole bay. Okay. That's what I thought, a little bit of salt.
0: You just know from experience what to, how much to put in.
1: It's just a guess. <laughs> yes, oh, <thank> <laughs> I'll guess. Here. Okay. Me, yeah. Keep staring. <laughs> keep staring. <laughs> okay, just keep staring. Keep st- Are you staring? Keep staring here. Okay. Keep steering. You said this
0: is basically the same ingredient. The oh, ingredient yeah. For sausage, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Just a different type of. It's just
0: different meat. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it like, it's the second one I missed all my life. Wow. I'll put it like
1: that. <laughs> okay, keep stirring.
0: <laughs> okay. So do you kill your own hogs, or do you just come over with... with oh, yeah, I don't have all... Yeah. Was your father the Or was it your <laughs> uh, 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 my mm. grandfather passed away. No, no. Mm. Oh, no, none of them, none, none of my mom, we were all, we live in track, we were all home. <laughs> and, uh...
1: Just get a little bit. Just get a spoonful. There you go. See what that tastes like. Okay. Got us. We'll put some more of that in here. Yeah, will put a little bit more of this in here. You got a cup of flour and a cup of meal. Put it in there, and, and then we're gonna put it in here.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. A cup of flour and a cup of meal. You can add caramel there. Okay. Okay. Just sprinkle it like that. Okay.
0: This is a family affair.
1: So oh, you always. You need at least two people to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many did you have Saturday?
1: Well, <laughs> oh gee, we had. Uh, I bet there were ten people there, but but in making this scramble, there were only two people involved
0: okay that'll work okay go ahead okay okay
1: you just have to keep stirring this in to get rid of all the lumps from the flour and the cornmeal they get ready to add the equal amounts of cornmeal and flour now and it's going to thicken When I started doing this, I went to the store and I bought what I've seen her use for 50 years. <laughs> so, so <you're> yes. <laughs> it, I never thought about it. I just said, well, it's that Indian head cornmeal and some all-purpose flour.
0: And every year you have your mother over,
1: and Oh, yes. Yes. No, we're okay. I didn't
0: want to overwhelm
1: you. No, it's getting there.
0: We're used to doing this outside on a big pot, so this is up. That pot that's on that video. It's new. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if folks could
1: see. You know how your mother says that it's pulling away right now? Yes. It'd be great
0: if people could see that. Hmm? <laughs> See, so you can tell when it's getting ready to get mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's getting close. You can't
0: if you're ready now. And we just enough. When when you do want to
1: steer the spring In February. February
0: coming here. We should get ready to do it. Yeah, let's mm-hmm.
1: get ready to do it. You can tell when it's almost done. Around the edge of the pot, you'll see a little bit of uh, of grease, and then the scrap will hold together.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to just add this rest
0: of this. Yeah. 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 Mhm.
1: Okay. it's getting close mm-hmm. sure didn't take much that, that's going to have a lot of meat in it but that's going to be pretty good <laughs> very good here No, <laughs> no, because it has to be.
0: It's too important. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hmm. hmm. Tastes pretty good.
0: Okay. You uh. want put
1: that mint under It's hot. Yep, it's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just set it on the table there. And, um,. That's okay. That's
0: good.
1: Yeah, it's got a lot of meat in it. And I can see I can see some lumps in it too when we were steering it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see some lumps in it. So yeah, but it, hopefully it tastes all right. What do you think? Does it taste okay? Oh, go right ahead. Try it. Try it. I think we all sort of knew what roles we had to do and what things we could not do, and we always looked to our parents to decide what to do next. I mean, it's just really right now, just like you're making a scrap of the home. Uh, we would go so far, but at some point, we would always ask my mother, says, gee, what do you think? And two cultures along the way. And the same way we're making sausage. I mean, we would, you grind the meat up, but then you got to mold the season in. The end. And it's a question, and you fire a piece and see what, if you need more red pepper or Old Bay or sage in the season. So it is it's an art form. But it's all seasoned to taste, and um, um, you just learn what things you're comfortable with and what things you're not. That is, it's not a two teaspoons of this and two teaspoons of that. It's yeah. you add these components until it is, suits you. Don't put yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. let me talk about your community. Mm-hmm. How important is food to your community?
1: Oh well, the, we started because San Domingo, in our opinion, was self-sustaining. People raised their own food, grew their own crops for their families and they went outside of the community when I was um, youth for staples for flour, sugar and things of that nature but for meat and vegetables it was we either raised the animals or grew the crops right there at home. And so that's uh, where we started this process and so it's still very important. I think, well, I think it would be great if people still did some of that to a degree. I mean, they can't do everything. But um, living in here on the eastern shore where we have, where we have space, uh, vegetables, vegetable garden to me is a natural part of living on the shore or having uh, fresh eggs or maybe everybody can't have a hog, but uh, growing a portion of your own food or getting it locally is a part of the lifestyle here. So for us, it's it's really our lifestyle. That's I don't think we did, we did
0: the justice when you saw the video, of the scope of his farm. No. But can you tell us just how big it is and how many animals you have and what kind <laughs> of animals?
1: Well, I'm borrowing a lot from my my mother and my father because I, I actually was fortunate enough to to retire and build our house on a property that was owned by my parents. Um, And most of my animals, I start off by taking a couple or getting a couple from my mother. Uh, So even the hogs, I started with two pigs and every year I raise a a litter of hogs. So right now, I guess personally, uh, this year I had uh, five hogs, I'm down now to three. Um, We had uh, three, well, two cows and a steer and uh, uh, 12 goats. I guess uh, maybe seven geese, uh, oh, t- ten or twelve chickens, mm. different things. And fortunately, uh, my mother set some guinea eggs, so now we have, s- I think, it's sixteen guineas. That's so, the, that's yeah. The, okay. Yeah. It, what they were. Yeah, they're guinea hens. Yeah, so they make a they make a lot of noise, but they're fun. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. It's fun mm mm-hmm.